Yes, yes, big up everybody and welcome to TV, Film and Us, the podcast where we talk about TV, films and everything in between. We are your hosts, Ariel Harik and Carver Mensah and guys, it is December. We are in the last month of the year. How crazy is that? 2021 just flew by. Um, the last few years have been crazy and times are still crazy, but you know what? We're still here, so positive vibes and blessings. Yes, and it's our last episode of the year, so get locked in, chill with us as we talk about our favourite Christmas films, our excitement of new films to come, Easter eggs, Insecure and more. This is episode three, let's get rolling! So before we get into today's episode, we ask some of you, when does it feel like Christmas for you? For me... It's got to be when I start hearing Mariah Carey's song everywhere. Oh, my God. That song is like a nightmare that comes around once a year. Um, Excuse me. I will not tolerate such language when talking about Queen Mariah. No, I'm a fan of Mimi. Don't get me wrong. But that song, I can't stand it. Nah, nah. I don't even understand what you're saying right now. Time out for you. Anyway, here is what some of you had to say about when it feels like Christmas. When my tree goes up. First day of Christmas, start my countdown put my tree up, my flashing lights, sit down, lights off, just watching it twinkle away. It feels like Christmas to me when the famous grass adverts come on TV and then the nightmare before Christmas starts playing. I feel like it's Christmas when I have an overwhelming sense of dread and uncertainty about what's going to happen next as I haven't organised Christmas presents or plans. Wow, that's a new take on Christmas. <laughs> for real. Um, Christmas just isn't for everyone. But, you know, this is why I start my shopping in October. So Christmas is around the corner and it's time for the old age debate. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? No, it is not. But it is Christmas adjacent. Right, for those who don't know what Christmas adjacent is, I'm not sure who originally coined the term. It's basically a film that's set during Christmas or features Christmas, but isn't reliant on Christmas to push the story. Exactly. So films like The Gremlin, because Gizmo is a Christmas present, or, you know, Batman Returns, which is literally set on Christmas Day, or, you know, Harry Potter, which a lot of the action at times kind of happens near or around Christmas. You know, all these films include Christmas in some way, but the storyline itself doesn't focus on Christmas. So really, they could happen any time of the year and still be the same. Yeah, basically. But then obviously films like Elf, A Miracle on 34th Street, like Jingle All The Way, The Grinch are literally about Christmas. They wouldn't, they just wouldn't have the same impact, you know, if it was like The Grinch Who Stole Easter, because who would literally care? Like, I just think traditionally Christmas holds a lot more weight and meaning generally for everyone. Mm, Die Hard's a tricky one. Um, I think that's why there's that debate in the first place. For me, I rewatched it and I actually think it is a Christmas film. I think it's a Christmas film because, like, the terror it takes place on Christmas Eve. Um, the terrorists who go into this plaza relied on the company being there on Christmas Eve. Like, they knew no other company would be there, the building would more or less be empty. Um, so if it was any time of the year, hypothetically speaking, the, the building would probably be busy, if that makes sense. So I think like they plan for this to happen on Christmas Eve to have access to the plaza. Okay, but 
could the story still happen if it wasn't Christmas? Like, would it be the same story? If it was a Christmas party, say, like, or not a Christmas party, sorry, what if it was like a, you know, and they have that end of year, whatever it is that, you know, like certain companies have their end of year financial, whatever. Mm -hmm. Could you not have the exact same storyline take place without the, the element of Christmas at all? I mean, that's, that's why it's a tricky one. But <laughs> it's a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie for me. I think, I mean, yes, it probably could take place any other time. But for this film, they chose for it to take place um, at that Christmas party. Um, and that's my answer, and I'm sticking to it. I, you know, I'm not going to judge you out um, loud. <laughs> <laughs> I think what else I think there's loads of there's loads of elements of Christmas you know you've got the the flight attendant at the beginning saying like have a Merry Christmas you've got this Christmas soundtrack in the background um, one of the scenes I love when John McLean kills someone then writes on his jumper of course you now do I you murderous person of course you love when someone gets <laughs> I, killed <laughs> I, I love action films as we know I love a good gun scene um in the rights and jumper, now I have a machine gun, ho ho ho. And um, what I would describe, um, what I would describe Die Hard, how I would describe Die Hard is a Christmas action film. So I think people think that Christmas is a time of joy, and basically Die Hard is saying it isn't always the case. So it's more, it's not your happy, jolly old Christmas film. It's more sort of a film of terror around Christmas. Okay, I can respect that comment i can respect it but i do think that christmas is like that festive fun time even though obviously it's not there's probably crazy stuff happening all over the world but i can i can allow a christmas action film that shows that christmas isn't always about happiness i'm gonna i'm gonna let it slide that's what i'm gonna do <laughs> so what films will make it to your christmas list like top five films or series obviously you know harry potter is in there because i guess to me, Harry Potter is a Christmas film, but it's not. I mean, it's not. It's not exclusively a Christmas film. It's obviously much more than that. But it's literally that film that I can watch. It. I can watch it at Easter. I can watch it on my birthday. I can watch it literally every single day of the year. But I think something about Harry Potter is just Christmassy to me as well. Um, the Grinch is obviously a Christmas film, but I watched the cartoon and the Jim Carrey version. I cannot bring myself sorry to watch the Benedict Cumberbatch. I can't. I just, I just personally don't think it's aimed at me. I've heard people say it's good, but yeah. Um, Oliver, basically my favourite musical, but just any of the classics really, like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang or Sound of Music. Um, <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas, obviously. Um, although, you know, I actually read a BuzzFeed article where someone said it was the worst film they'd ever seen. Can you imagine? Wow, they're tripping. Cle- like, they're actually tripping. <laughs> clearly, clearly, because, I mean... <laughs> literally in my top five for life um and horror films a horror and you just cussed me for liking <laughs> action a horror explain uh, <laughs> on the spot um yeah i know it's a bit random but like usually when we've sort of had dinner we're winding down for the night all of that um we just pop on a horror like it sounds crazy but it's 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 like a family thing and i promise my family's not weird i swear but <laughs> I don't know, I think it's something about that group terror. Even though like, I don't really think none of us really get scared about horror films, but I don't know, it's, it's, it's nice. <laughs> horror is nice. 
You just said murderous people. You know, you like the murder bit. So, shh. Okay. <laughs> Keep the energy. Um, well, I think for me, you've, you've named some good ones. Definitely, I love The Grinch. Obviously, Harry Potter goes without saying. Nightmare Before Christmas. Now, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory isn't even set around Christmas. But you know when something comes on only around Christmas mm. that you begin to associate as a Christmas film? Actually, yeah. Um, yeah, for real. I, that, I literally forgot about that, but that's... That would mm. be if I had a six number, it would be would be in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, I'll say Home Alone as well. No, I know this is a bit of a controversial comment, perhaps because Home Alone is literally like I feel like it's a quintessential Christmas film. Like everybody in the world basically talks about Home Alone, but I don't know. Like I don't hate the film or anything like that. I just I just don't really watch it. Like I've obviously seen it, but I just yeah I don't really watch it. I only watch it at Christmas. There's like certain things I only watched as a child that I revisit again at Christmas. I think for me, Christmas is like time for me to be a, bit, be a big kid again, sort of like mm. a sentimental thing, really. Yeah, I hear that. Because to be fair, like um, my favourite films of all time aren't necessarily just the ones that I watch at Christmas. Like I guess it's you know it's kind of a little Christmas tradition that we all have. You know, when we select these films that we watch. True, true. So have you got like any other traditions? Um, well, I watched The Grinch. And The Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, usually on Christmas Eve with, like, a small glass of mulled wine. Um, if I'm actually, like, not working. Um, and then on Christmas morning, we have, obviously, the, you know, Aki and Soul fish with fried dumpling. So, yeah. All right. So, it's now a good time to say that I've never had Aki and Soul fish. There is never a time to admit that. There is literally never. Like, what do you mean? Never had it. Never. <sighs> wow. I've, I've failed as a friend 16 years of friendship and I've allowed you to suffer like this <laughs> but no but seriously you need to try it once in your life I'm, I'm actually going to make sure that this this happens it's on my list it's on my list but Good. it's just not what I order mm-hmm. um, so yeah I'd just say do you know what yeah, I'd say though it's the kind of meal I feel like you have to try in someone's house or right. like in the Caribbean I wouldn't I mean I'm nothing against obviously Caribbean like takeaways and stuff like that but I feel like you know, certain foods you have to try, like, in someone's kitchen, not, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I hear that. All right. Waiting for the invite. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. <laughs> um, but, like, in terms of, like, traditions of us, you kind of um, play a round of Monopoly, which goes on for, like, 50 million years. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Monopoly is a game, yeah, that you have to put a timer on, because it's, if you allow that game to even try to end, everybody's going to either be pissed off at the end of it, or the sun's going to come up. Yeah. And I don't want it to be the latter because I need to sleep. Um, but yeah, well, so I think the majority of my family come to mine or they either pass through mine. Um, I don't really have a big breakfast because I want to just save my belly f- to eat Christmas food. And we tend to eat kind of late, like five or six. Mm, that's that's pretty much about the time we eat, actually. We might even eat later. Oh, really? I feel like, for me, for that being like the first meal of my day, it's quite late. Oh, no, actually, yeah. For the first meal, it is, it is. But obviously, we have breakfast and then I literally snack throughout the day. I mean, the day generally is just, like, movies and eating time. There isn't many other traditions. If we're talking about, like, presents, I usually get money. When the envelopes come around, there's usually some cash in there. Excuse me, pimp. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, no, I mean that in, like, a non-sort of bratty way, you know, all, like, there's some vouchers in there or something. <laughs> and it just allows me to, like, go out and buy what I want. Well, um, when the envelopes are in my house, they contain ink on a card and that's it. But 
I do hear that because now we just send a list round of things that we want. Um, and that's the good thing about Christmas as an adult, I think, because you get too old for surprises, so there's no hassle anymore. You literally, you know, I guess for you, you know, rich kid, you get money, but like you just, you just literally ask for what you want and you get it. There's no more kind of like faffing about. Oh my gosh, we're talking of like Christmas and just reminding me of back in the day. You know, I absolutely miss EastEnders on Christmas Day. Ah, listen. <laughs> like, what? I haven't watched it properly in a minute. Um, last time I watched it was for about five minutes the other day. I didn't know who anybody was except for Tiffany. I had to pause in it because, again, I was like, did she not leave time ago? But I then I just forgot that the ginger kid is called Tiffany. She's Bianca's we're daughter. Showing our age, by the way. She's what? That's we're literally showing our age by now. But, listen, when we was watching these standards, it was it was fire. I don't understand how it's keeping people's attention. Like I really don't. Um, but no, back in the day, EastEnders, listen, had the ultimate on their Xmas mm. episodes. Even their normal episodes, but Xmas fire. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. Would you think like some of the best episodes have been? Listen, they've had a few ones what are stuck in my mind, yeah, but I, I'm not going to lie, I had to do a little bit of, like, Googling because I was like, can't lie, I haven't watched it in a while. But, listen, Max and Stacey's affair being revealed on a Christmas tape when they were all sitting around. I think that was one of the best episodes of all time. Like, I, I remember watching that and thinking, shit! And just, it's everyone's face and, oh, my gosh, obviously, because Bradley's there as well. It was... Yeah, that that's definitely got to be in. That's my top, 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 top. But um, I'm sure there's more. But what about you? Oh no, you you literally nothing beats that. <laughs> like that's that is my number one because I remember it so clearly. I wanted to like grab the remote, change the channel, everyone's face. It was awkward. It was like secondhand embarrassment that you feel for everyone in that room. Literally, I was yeah. like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Oh. It was it was mad, and I remember what Max kept saying. He kept saying, "It's just a joke, Tan. Go and tell him, Stace. It's just a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> it's just a joke, Tan. All right, it's a bad joke. It's a joke. Yeah, Stace. Do you want to do you want to tell him, or should I? Like <laughs> you are there kissing your son's wife. No, but can you actually imagine? Like, if you're actually imagine this scenario, like in your own family, for whatever doesn't matter who it is, yeah, but just two two people that should not be kissing, kissing on a video. I'll just be sitting there like. Wedding day on their wedding day. <sighs> Stress. Oh, it was yeah that yeah that's that's literally for me like my favorite. Nothing, nothing has topped that. Yeah no not at all. Um, I think another one as well though is when um, Jamie Mitchell obviously died, um, and that is showing our age because <laughs> that was time ago. Time ago. Um, but no, his death, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's so bad, man, because all I envision is Sonia crying, which I shouldn't. Because it's, it's, it's come to be somewhat of a, a comical thing, even though, like, her crying is actually like, she really, you know, she's a good actress. But no, yeah, Jamie Mitchell dying was like, because I guess it's a soap in it, you kind of expect, okay, no one really dies in soap, you know they're going to come back at some point or something. And I'm like, no, nah, he's really dead, like, it's, that's it. He's just not, you know. Who, it was a hit and run, wasn't it? I can't even remember. I, I just remember that scene of Sonia crying. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think it was Martin. I'm sure Martin was the one that ran him over accidentally. 
Because he did, he did vanish for a very long time, but I don't think he was like. I don't even know. I can't remember. I yeah. cannot remember. I'm just going to tell myself it was that. I'm sure. No, I'm, there was. Well, I'm, there's definitely more stories actually. I think because there was um, around Christmas time, Abby, Abby and Lauren were on a roof doing some madness. Oh yeah. But that's one that I didn't really watch. Like, because I stopped watching EastEnders a long time ago, but then I started to just be a little bit of a Christmas whore and I started only watching it, like, at Christmas time, like, the lead-up to Christmas, catching up by, like, just reading, you know, because like, you've got them TV magazines that literally have soap stories on the front, like, it's like, it's a real life. So I would just catch up with the soap stories and then watch it on Christmas Day, and I think that's probably about the last time I watched it. Um, because I just remember how much I couldn't stand Abby by this point. So... <laughs> He wanted us to jump off that roof, didn't he? Listen, I would have been... I would have climbed up there and pushed her, put it that way. I found her to be so irritating. Like, I really just... Like, not the actress, but literally Abby's character, really, she just... She was like the other one, Squiggles, whatever's her name? Denise's daughter. <laughs> them two, yeah, used to piss me off. I can't stand the either of them. They're so annoying. Like, they were the most annoying daughters in there. Like, ah, oh, I can't. But yeah, this makes me want to go back and just watch, like, old... EastEnders episodes like not even I think I don't know what's going on That's now because I don't know what the excitement in EastEnders is anymore but no this makes me want to go back and watch because they always do like good Christmas episodes and then good like obviously it follows up on New Year's Eve yeah. and it's just yeah 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 or like boxing there or something but mm. I could not tell you what's happening listen right I don't now. even know who's in there like listen I gave up yeah when I went onto my TV one day and randomly because obviously nowadays people don't really watch TV anymore because you stream yeah. everything and when I put my tv on and i see kathy was back i said listen <laughs> what are you doing because i know that kathy died like 20 years ago so how like i remember the funeral <laughs> i remember everything and now you're telling me literally she was i just it just focused on this person on the roof and it turned around it was kathy i was like give up give up i don't know everyone needs to be fired and they just need i think they should just cancel eastenders and start something else maybe they need to look at what's going on in like south london or something i don't know because it's enough now they're holding on to that show man honestly and they're really bringing back old school characters like Sharon always seems to reappear every 10 years <laughs> her and Phil in a situation ship every 10 years you know, like come on do you know what yeah like my friend's mum watches EastEnders like when I go and like visit and everything like around that time EastEnders is on and I remember every time I turn over to EastEnders some wild shit is happening at one point Denise was dating Ian which just <laughs> made my skin crawl I don't know why that was happening I'm sure at one point she was dating phil um and then sharon literally and then sharon and ian were married and i was like why (laughs) first of all why why literally why this ian is actually like i know like there's more to the story i found out afterwards but ian's basically the square gallus because he is forever getting married getting women and i'm like ian like that i don't know honest to god like but you know what I won't, I won't, I won't hate on Ian because he's he's a he's an OG. He's been there for some time, but no, they have they have been some classics. Um, you know what? Um, traumatized me. I think yeah, did it traumatize me? Maybe I think it was the first time I really saw domestic violence on TV. Mm. Um, Little Mo and Trevor. Mo. <laughs> actually, I shouldn't laugh when you've said that. Like no, but actually, I seriously sounded the accent was. Listen, I don't know what you're doing there. I, I believe that was spot on, so I'm going to let it... That's what I'm going to tell myself. 
But um, I actually think that, I mean, I don't watch, I mean, I don't know what soaps are doing now necessarily, but um, even like for the, uh, years and years after, I still think that was one of the best, not like, it was one of the best storylines, but I think it's one of the most, for me anyway, effective storylines on domestic violence, because this man was relentless. Trevor, what are you doing here? I've come to take you home. No, I'm not coming. No, are you listening to me? I'm not leaving here without you, okay? You're coming home. <sighs> he was, he played that character far too well, put it that way. Like, uh. far too well. I literally thought to myself, I really can't, I can't cope. Like, no. he's just too much. I remember when he poured the gravy, like the Christmas dinner, I think it was, or anyway, gravy over her head and all that. Ah, oh, sad man, and he burnt it with the iron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, freaked me out, man. I think... Oh, my God, yeah. So active. I think the writing was great mm. at that point like, with that storyline. Yeah, Sanders was elite back then. Like, literally, mm. I don't know where those writers have gone, but they Bring need to back. come back, <laughs> literally. Because I'm not... No shade to the current writers, but I just yeah. feel that EastEnders is out of touch now. It's just 30 mm. minutes of nonsense. But, you know... Uh, maybe you've got more choice now as well. That's the thing. No, but you know what? Like, I watch old school episodes like at one point i went through this weird stage where i was like i'm gonna watch eastenders from the very very beginning um when like obviously <laughs> pauline and arthur were in it and all that like um and i still enjoyed that more i don't know if i guess maybe this nostalgia kicked in but i still thought they had much more interesting storylines they built it up in better way because even like a gay storyline with um simon and tony Oh, yeah, I remember that very clearly. Like, that, the way they built that up, it was still better than what they do now. I don't know if it's just that the world is mad and they're reflecting the madness in the world. I don't know what it is, but it just doesn't... It does not hit the same, man. I just can't anymore. Well, this is also mad, though. (laughs) (laughs) True, true. For being real, but, um, yeah, I don't know what's happened. Um, Maybe one day we'll get back to where it is. Some people still watch it. We're going to bury EastEnders um, right there. And talk about much more interesting things like Insecure is coming to an end. The last ever episode of the award-winning series airs on December the 28th, which coincidentally is my birthday. So that's a bittersweet present right there. But um, there's going to be a lot of emotions and I'm actually genuinely sad to see it end, to be honest. Oh my God, tell me about it. I still want to take credit for introducing it to you. I am eternally grateful and forever in your debt. Because, honestly, the show is bad. Um, no, it really is. Um, I don't know how I'm going to feel when it ends. I think I've always said there was something missing from TV. And I didn't know that I needed it until Insecure sort of filled that hole, that void. Mm. Um, and it was just refreshing to see black characters and everyday everyday light, you know, like friendships, relationships, careers, a female protagonist. Um, I felt like I hadn't seen something like that since, say, Girlfriend. Oh, my God. I, I swear to you, I was just going to say Girlfriend. It was literally like, yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's, that's, that's just how I feel. And, nah, um, I don't know what I'm going to do, man. It's ending on a high. I think mm. that's important as well. Like, this is the perfect time to end it. Yeah, I feel it's, it's, it's natural to end it now because mm-hmm. I really, I feel very disappointed in shows that don't know when it's time to let go. Yeah, and you start yeah. to, mm-hmm. I feel like you betray the original point of your show because now 
nothing is making sense and to keep things going you're making your characters act out of character and it's like you've actually created this person you've made them this way you know it's supposed to be coming to an end like leave it where it is you know these are the people that you've created and you know the path that they have is the path they have the character arc that they're going to have is what they're going to have i hate when i watch things and i'm like why would they do that though that doesn't even make sense to their character i just so i'm glad i think even though it's sad to see like you said it's, it's ended on the highest. It's, it's the perfect time now to kind of say goodbye to Issa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Issa and the gang, but I'll be watching everything, anything Issa does. 100%. I'm a fan. I am excited to see what she does next. Um, but also, I'm, I'm really hoping, actually, more than anything, that this isn't the end of shows like that. Because obviously we had, um, or I say had, we have... Obviously, Nina Waif's 20s, we had Michaela Cole chewing gum and I May Destroy You and we had Issa Rae's Insecure and they kind of came at the same time-ish. So you're, okay. having, you, you're getting to see the experiences of, you know, different types of black people, you know, in the UK, in America, going through different things at different stages in their life and you get to experience and enjoy all of this on screen and they're all kind of ending at the same time and I'm like, so what is next? Hopefully it opens up some more doors, um, you know, there's just going to be more on screen now. I guess we just have to see, yeah. but I hope it doesn't die down because there's always like, you know, there was like a period in the 90s where was a lot of black content and it was just very quiet and it's just come back again and I just want it to be consistent. Same. See some good, consistent characters, black characters on my television that are relatable. So I think for Insecure um, and even Awkward Black Girl, these the, all these characters are very relatable and I think that's, that's, what, that's what people want to see. Do you know what as well, yeah, what thing I really love about Insecure? A, I love the fact that... Um, Issa was the one to cheat Mm -hmm. um, because I thought I don't I mean there's probably shows that do it but I haven't like off the top of my head I can't recall one where you kind of see it from a woman's point of view Mm. Um, I really love when Issa has like her her little fantasy where she she goes off in her head and like imagines like scenarios and stuff because I think that's literally what everybody does Mm -hmm. Um, and I remember when she imagined that Lawrence found out and he punched her or something it wasn't funny it was very shocking but i love the fact that you know the way that she showed her character dealing with guilt i thought was really interesting but i also love um how each of the characters have such strong personalities like kelly i love kelly i could watch i could i want her podcast to be real so i can just listen to it because she cracks me up um and i like molly as well I mean, I like all the characters, but I mean, like, Molly, like, her journey as well from season one till now. Mm. She's grown a lot in season five, actually. Yeah, Like, so you're not even the same woman you was in season four, and I love that. You can really yeah. see the growth of a character. And all three of them, like, very distinctive, and I think it's good when you're able to create distinctive characters on these different journeys. Yeah. And make them all enjoyable to watch. Maybe sometimes just be interested in just, like, the one character, but I'm like, okay, I actually want to know what's going on every one of you i about to say and even outside of you know the the the, the four you know I'm, I'm interested in like the little side characters as well and despite the fact that i literally watched i caught up with the most recent episode the other day i just cannot for the life of me remember this man's name who's Issa Rae who's she currently seeing at the moment she's seeing fine ass nathan that's fine he ass. is gorgeous he is but i just i don't just know so why fine. i keep calling him julian or something but i'm like i know that's not his name i like the way um 
they've dealt with like um his bipolar and stuff because i think a lot of shows when they kind of tackle mental health which i mean there's no wrong or right way to do this because it's about you know showing awareness and and bringing awareness and stuff but i like the fact that you're not seeing him when he's unwell and all that kind of stuff but more you're seeing what it's like on a normal day for this guy Uh. you know how it feels sometimes and how he you know internalizes his issues and stuff like that and i I like to see that because i think that's i think important as well because they kind of a lot of shows to show someone as like having a mental illness getting better and then it goes away and i think that's just not the case uh-huh. you know knowing people that have bipolar it's a it's a it's a constant battle every single day and you have very bad days and very good days but the in-between days is literally you just you know working your way towards you know having these good days so i like the fact that it isn't like you know like the way even the way they show that he takes you know his medication every single day but they don't focus on the fact that he's taking medication they make it you know it's normal because in the, the day this is what he has to do to know ensure that he's in you know the best possible space and you know I really liked that, I thought, because I thought it's something that, you know, I think you can't help people understand or normalise things if you make it a big deal. Mm, subtext is just equally important. Yeah. But I don't want it to end, man. Oh, tell me about it. Like, what am tell I going to do after? <laughs> what am I going to watch? Honestly, I'm not lying. I know exactly what I'm going to do. When it finishes, I'm going back to season one and I'm watching it again. I need to have it. Like, I need to own... I actually need to own Insecure. Yeah, no, definitely. I only, like, I only like to buy seasons of stuff when I know that it's ended because I like to have box sets. I can't bother to have, like, the individual season DVDs. So, yeah. But I am going to have to do a bit of a stalk and see what she's going to be doing next. Okay. I know she's on working on something called Rap Shit. I think that's what it's called. Um, with some rappers. Okay, yeah, I was going to say the music thing because I was unclear as to whether it was real or not. Because like, I was thinking, is it a show that's like an almost mock reality series type thing? Or I don't is... think there's much out that's t- saying what it's about so far. Like, all I'm seeing is she's working on Rap Shit. Like, yeah, because I couldn't, I couldn't work out from what she said either. And I think she's doing a... Um, she's like a radio interview and I, I just couldn't work out if it because I thought obviously I don't know all the rappers in America so I wasn't sure if they were actually rappers in America or if they were just people acting as rappers in this show that she's doing but I guess we'll just have to wait and see and hopefully UK doesn't try and block our joy and actually lets us watch it because I'm still waiting for how many things I'm still waiting for the shy yeah you're gonna so, be waiting forever for that one stressing me out but anyway listen I'm waiting for um What's it called? Sugar Queen? Queen Sugar? Something like that. Oh, Queen Sugar, yeah. Finished. Completely finished. Done. So I'm like, wow, we are never getting this. I know, it's actually upsetting because when you like on Twitter and stuff or Instagram, you you know, all these like, well, I wouldn't say just Americans because I don't, I think we're not the only, like we're one of the countries that don't get it, but obviously there's loads of other countries that do um, get these shows and everyone's like, oh, this is sick and now oh, do you remember this? And I'm sitting there like hating because I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I can't even get in on the joke because we literally never seen it so and it's annoying because it's not like Sky doesn't have B- BET and stuff so I'm thinking if no, you didn't have BET Sky doesn't like, have BET anymore you know you're lying <laughs> no it literally it literally vanished one day what and they moved everything they've moved the majority of their shows to you know there's that five on demand app and it's do you know what yeah section I think I was trying to watch a BET Awards or something or the Soul Train something I was trying to watch and I did wonder why it was send, sending me to my five but I just assumed that they also had it I just I didn't shame that's rude yeah. first of all listen they, that's what they do they just take things off air and don't actually tell people they just tweet about it oh we're going off air today catch us here that's literally what they said oh that's annoying I just think yeah 
you should just be able to have a, you should literally each channel should cost a certain amount or whatever like you can get certain subscriptions and maybe like five subscriptions cost a certain amount or whatever you should just have a kind of like netflix and how you stream it but for multiple content so like because I mean, the Oscars is big enough to come on the UK TV. But, like, I like to watch the American Music Awards. I like to watch the Emmys and all this kind of thing. And, okay, I think maybe the Emmys did actually come on TV. But, anyway, I like to watch all these award shows. And I hate the fact that you can only watch clips. And I'm thinking, if I want to... I don't mind paying to watch this. I literally would pay and watch it. Like, why? I just don't... Even when it does come on UK TV, it's slightly edited. We don't really get the full version. I know, like... It's very frustrating. Like... It makes no sense, actually. The whole thing doesn't make sense. At this point, you have to, like, move to America just to watch good TV. Yeah, no, literally. Because they've got BBC... Like, they've literally got all of their shows and then they've got access to what we watch. Other than, like, EastEnders and stuff. But, I mean, seriously, no one needs to watch that. But they've obviously got BBC America now. Like, obviously, when I May Destroy You came out, it was was basically in America, like, a couple of days later. So, I don't know who we need to write to, but they need to fix that. Listen, listen, that... It's been an issue for too long. Too long. But, you know, I, I still have faith in UK TV, so I'm just going to, you know, put that in the universe and hope for the best. But um, obviously, since Insecure is soon going to be ending, are there any uh, new shows or films that you're looking forward to that's coming out that you can maybe watch to kind of feed your Insecure loss? Oh, my days. So, I don't think anything can replace Insecure in that way. However, films... The Matrix is coming out on 22nd of December. The Matrix is my favourite film of all time. Um, <laughs> we know. I've never, <laughs> like, I've, I, I cannot express how excited I am about The Matrix coming out. Like, I can't. Like, I actually can't. Have you started I cannot. re-watching the old films? I, I've, I, listen, <laughs> I've watched, you, know, you know you've watched something so many times, you know the words. Like, yeah, and I know that you're sitting there in the leather coat pretending to be Morpheus. <laughs> I know you're doing it. <laughs> Oh, that or I'm pretending to be Trinity, who I think started my love of like action heroines actually. Yeah, she's yeah. she is sick, like and I love like, that she's got such a big role from the beginning, like she's not a background character. She is yeah. sick, literally. I've I think that started like my love for her as well. Mm. Everything I watch her in, I'm like, hey Trinity, what what you doing there? Even though like she's not even playing a remotely similar role in the films that I've seen her in, but I just yeah. No, each time I see Carrie Ann Moss, I'm like, oh my god, I love you. Like, um, so yeah, obviously, I need to thank Lily and Lana for the Matrix trilogy, mm. and I've got to thank Lana for Matrix 4. Like, I've never looked forward to anything more in my life than this film. Like, I also just wanted to share that um, Lily was born um, December the 29th, so that makes her a Capricorn. Just want to throw that in there. So, um, you know, the day after and the day before. I know, literally slap bang in the middle was perfect. (laughs) But um, I've actually booked tickets for The Matrix, so... Oh, trust me, I've I've done that already. I guess we'll be um, reconvening after Wednesday to talk about it. I mean, I'll let you scream and get excited and get all your emotions (laughs) out and then we'll actually talk about the film. Oh my God, we have to. But yeah, no. You know Um, what I want to put on everyone's list, though? What? The new Spider-Man film. I don't care what anyone says because I've seen some people that are like, no, it's okay. That is, that's literally made it to my top five Marvel films. Everyone needs to watch it. Everybody needs to watch a new Spider-Man film. Wow, top five. Top. Listen, it could be one, two, three, four, and five at this point. 
Like, I literally watched it and I was like, oh, no, this is sick. So, yeah, Spider-Man No Way Home, you know, it came out last week. I'm saying last week, like, anybody knows what the date is, but it's, you know, <laughs> it came out on the 15th, actually, so just not too many days ago, but I just loved it, literally. I was like, yep, this is the film also. And I'm sharing this with you because I know that you're as excited as me. Well, maybe as curious as me, um, but there's going to be a Scream film that I believe is coming out in January. Oh, my God. Uh, I I can't wait I haven't looked into it though so I don't know what I don't know if it's like a remake of Scream or if it's like some random continuation I don't know what it is but the film poster alone I was like yep I'll be watching this the posters are sick like I'm just like this I love I love the posters because I love like posters that are just like art Mm. like really artistic and that's what I think these are yeah Yeah, it looks good I can't wait and it'll be, uh, we'll finally be old enough to actually watch Scream in the cinema. Because we was, like, so young when it first came out. I know, I still... Do you know what? This is why I'm kind of, like... And I mean, some people are not really liking it, but I'm really loving the fact that um, they're showing, like, old films in the cinema now. Because, <clears> like, I was really pissed because they literally showed, at the beginning of December, they put Nightmare Before Christmas in the cinema, and I was at work, and I was like, oh, just one day you're showing it. Like, I was annoyed. However... <clears throat> I love the fact that you're getting a chance to watch all of these childhood films and films that we've grown up to love um, in the cinema because I'm kind of hoping, I haven't checked, but I'm hoping that with this scream coming out, they might try and put, at least put the first one in because they've got the first Matrix in the cinema. Mm. So, I mean, in case you want to run there tomorrow and watch it. But, um, yeah, no. <laughs> no, I, I, I thought you might, so just throw it out there. But, um, yeah, I just... I'm hoping that maybe they might put the first scream out there because I'm, I'm really enjoying having the chance to have that cinematic experience um, and watch, like, some of my favourite films, literally. Because don't you think... how Can you imagine, like, for example, watching, like, Silence of the Lambs in the cinema? How oh sick gosh. that... Oh, listen, listen. That, that whole... that Yeah, that would have been amazing. Exactly. There's some films where I'm just like, yes, please. Either that or just make me rich so I can have a cinema room. It's, it's one or the other. Um... Mm. I'm also really looking forward to... Well, there's actually three things. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Let me just be real. There's bare things I'm looking forward to. I'm very curious to see um, Mr. Pattinson in, as Batman. Uh-huh. So, I mean, that's not for... I mean, that's like March or something, but I, I'm still looking yeah. forward to it. Um, I feel like the adverts have literally been saying coming soon for about 30 years, but I really... I'm excited that Morbius is supposedly coming out in January, so... Uh-huh. Can't wait to see that. And Nightmare Alley, just because it's got... Kate Blanchett in it and anything that Kate's in is amazing like. literally um, but it's um, Guillermo del Toro as well which I really like his his, his oh, films okay I'm so interested yeah in like this. I love his films so I pretty much he could probably do a film about a paper bag and I'd still find a way to be like this was sick so that I mean obviously The Kingsman is out I think in a couple of days actually uh, Boxing Day um, I've never been to a cinema like sort of around the Christmas time, but I might just, you know, begin a new tradition. Um, mm. But, yeah, I really want to see The Kingsman because it's supposed to be a prequel to The Kingsmen. Oh, right. Okay. And I really liked those two films. So, yeah, and it's got um, Rafe Fiends in it. Mm. Um, or, as many of us know him as, Lord Voldemort. But, um, yeah, no, he's in it as well. And obviously he's a brilliant actor, so... I mean, it's got a good cast in it, generally, but... Yeah, he's the one that, like, stuck out for me, so... Yeah, I've, I'm probably going to watch that. Might watch it for my birthday, actually, you know? Treat myself. Well, there's loads to see. A lot of good things coming out. I cannot wait. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and yeah, that's it, guys. That's a wrap on today's episode. Thank you for listening. We hope you have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We'll be back in a new year with some new content. To keep up to date with us, follow us on our Twitter and Instagram handles, Two Weird Women, to get all info on what we're up to and when our next podcast drops. Until then, bye. Goodbye.